So when was the last time that you had a real market talk? <laughs> you were talking about money, Mark. Separate yourself <laughs> widely from the pack moving forward. That's something that you would be willing to, to have a discussion. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a little while since I've put some new content out there, been busy, which is a good thing with the market that we have today. So that's something that I wanted to discuss with you guys. I've been presenting to plenty of realtors out there uh, here locally on the market, what is actually going on. Um, because you're seeing a lot of things, especially on YouTube, about a market crash in 2022. Um, you're seeing plenty about inflation that I've discussed before, and now you're hearing a little bit of whispers about a recession. So I'd like to get into a guide that you can actually use with your borrowers, with your sellers, um, to help articulate, to help them better understand what's actually going on in our market and in our world. Um, this is intended to uh, give you insight. Maybe you don't have the time to go and look for this stuff, but you want to become the expert. Uh, I'm going to give you a quick guide to what's happened in our market and how you can articulate that to your customer to make you the instant expert. So before we do that, let's jump into our most recent mortgage rates. And as we can see here, um, we are using a $300,000 sale price, 5% down in the great state of Texas at a 720 credit score. And as you can see, we are above the 5% mark. Whatever you're seeing out there right now, please, I, I advise you read the fine print, um, getting in writing and get it locked in. If you have anything lower than 4%, 4.5% even, make sure you're looking at the points being charged by the lender. Um, so also you can see here, FHA is a tad bit higher than your conventional products. And we're seeing that across the board with all the government loans being a little bit higher as far as the interest rate. Um, so that is the most recent interest rates and they're pretty darn accurate. As I always mention, this is a Google tool uh, that helps provide you with the data that's going on in the local area. So you're not having to worry about being marketed to by um, clickbait and bait and switch. In this, we're going to be talking about real estate market trends, uh, both the past, uh, current and future. Mortgage trends, which include interest rates, both historically and current. Um, we are going to get Texas specific in this, and then we'll talk about inflation and recession. And at the end, I will give you a prediction of what I believe is going to take place here in the coming months. We're hearing a lot of chatter about a market crash. That's what you're seeing all over YouTube. That's what you're hearing. You can take any kind of truth and spin it whichever which way. Um, I don't know the reason as to why they're uh, doing this on a massive scale, uh, but I do know some of the data points that I've researched and I'm going to present them to you today. So hopefully I can give you a little confidence in the market and what's actually going on because a lot of it is simply fake news, guys. So you're hearing and seeing plenty of topics related to a market crash in 2022. You're hearing uh, economy is going to burst. The bubble is going to pop. And I'm here to give you some background info and how that just doesn't add up to me. So as we look at the 2021 annual summary data, we're seeing that the total Texas housing starts um, was at 18.6% up year over year. And then we have months of inventory was sitting at 1.4. Um, 
But what I find very strange is that the housing sales were up 6% year over year. Days on market, obviously down because of the inventory. Um, and Texas home price index is 19% increase year over year. The first slide that I bring to you is from Redfin and it looks at the homes sold. Um, this is homes sold historically from February, 2012, all the way till November of 2021. And in giving a presentation earlier today and this week, um, we discussed the cyclical things that you're seeing repetitively each time around January, February, March um, in any given year, which is you see a decrease in the activity, both uh, the sales and listings. Now, as we look at this past data, we look at the actual amount of listings and these are all homes for sale on the market, as you can see, just up until the point of when the pandemic took place, you start seeing those taper off. Um, over around May or so, when the kids get out of school, you're seeing a little bit of listing activity go on and take place, but then it tapers right back off and falls off the map because of the fear. I believe there's so much fear that has been imposed on us by our media in regards to the pandemic, um, in regards to plenty of different topics that I don't uh, feel the need to go into today. What we are seeing at, in the current state in real estate market in Texas is an uptick in the amount of listings. And we're seeing it a little bit sooner than what you would normally see on the market. I believe the reason for this has a little bit to do with an acronym called FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. The media has pumped up this market crash so much that You've got your sellers that have been meaning to sell for a little while and feel like they need to get it on the market as soon as possible or they're going to miss out on the higher prices. Now, that's all fine and dandy and it does help us uh, as mortgage professionals and buyers out there with more inventory and more selection, but in my opinion, I don't believe that our property values are gonna go backwards and we'll get into why. Here is a prediction of what I believe the future values are going to look like within the state of Texas. As you can see, there have been small dips in our market, but you'll never see it run off. And what I mean by runoff is you lose your value and then it never recovers or it takes a while for it to recover, similar to the California and New York's. In Texas's case, we've been very, as they would say, steady Eddie in regards to the increase in value year over year. Now, in the most recent two years, we've seen a dramatic uptick. And this, in my opinion, has a lot to do with folks moving to Texas at the same time, folks not wanting to sell their homes for fear of not having a place to go, pandemic, so many other factors. So, as we now dive into the mortgage side of things, we're looking at past mortgage rates. And as you can see from the chart here, rates were around 8% to 9% in the 2000s. And from the 2000 to about, let's say 2004, they didn't go below 6%. And if you look at the actual home sales back then from the slide before, you'll notice that it did not impact the amount of sales that were actually going on and taking place. So as I bring it forward, we'll look at 2008 when rates were around the 6% mark. Um, everything melted down. We then had to lower rates. And as you can see from this chart here, from about 2014 on till today, most recently, 
we as a um, consumer base have not seen interest rates on mortgages over 5%. So this is new territory to us, to most out there buying. And I want you to understand that if you're thinking that this is scary um, in regards to the rates and what things are doing, you're going to end up missing out. Um, and the reason for that, that I'll get into here towards the end, um, is there's not going to be a backward pedal on Texas's values. As I zoom into this, notate that these rates are based on uh, last month in 2022. And as you can see, they were slowly approaching 5%. And as we went over the rates today, you can see that they are well over 5%. Um, my prediction for this, as you can see now on the chart, I believe we're going to be up over six to almost six and a half percent by the end of the year, if not sooner. We still haven't seen another uh, increase from the Fed, but that is soon to be coming. And I believe that banks are kind of getting ahead of that. This leads me into the conversation that will bring it all full circle for you guys, which is inflation and recession. It's important that you as the professional, whether you be a real estate professional, mortgage professional, or even you're a consumer out there looking for more information to educate yourself about the uh, real estate mortgage and buying a home process. This is for you to, as mentioned, come full circle to understand why I'm coming up with the predictions that I am. So inflation, what is inflation? The layman term for inflation is basically the cost of goods and services has increased, meaning your dollar and how much it buys you is not as much. Therefore, when times like this happen, you start seeing people cut back on things to work within their normal budget. We're not going to get into why it's caused anything like that just yet. I will show you how it is measured. And as you can see on the screen, it's considered the consumer pricing index. And that takes all the different types of goods and uh, that we purchase as consumers, such as milk, eggs, gas, electricity, utilities, and gauges how much they have increased or decreased as a whole um, on a percentage level. And as we can see from this chart here, the price of goods and services has increased substantially in the last two years since the beginning of the pandemic. We're looking at things like utilities and gasoline almost doubled and tripled the amount that you as a consumer are paying. That's important for you guys to understand that we are absolutely in a high rate of inflation. Now, the next piece to this is a recession. What happens in a recession? Someone mentioned to me earlier today, everything is painful. And that is a very good depiction. Why? Because everything starts to slow down and it, it becomes a cycle and it's a vicious cycle of sales start to fall. Why? Because prices increased. Why did prices increase? Because they had to pay the labor force due to inflation. And then you've got production that falls. Then employment falls because you can't keep up with paying your employees if you're not making the same amount for the products and services that you're providing. So therefore the incomes fall. And then all of a sudden it starts to cycle around and lo and behold, your unemployment rate shoots through the roof. You've got folks that are not out taking vacations, folks that are not purchasing things and everybody's hoarding their money. Therefore, no money's being put into the system. A couple of indicators of this are the following. When you look at the unemployment rate right now, we're at a historic low of 3% or lower. And 
typically you think everything is fine and dandy because the employment rate is low and it's at its lowest, but it's actually the opposite. When everybody is employed, we may be overextended as far as what we're doing. Now, just a prediction, and I could be wrong, but typically when there's very, very low unemployment, it then becomes a recession and you see that shoot through the roof um, in an opposite direction. Now, the inflation rate, that's obvious indicator. We're at the highest level that we've been at in many years. Uh, above 8%, uh, we're knocking on 10%'s door. It's gotta get under control. And in order for it to get under control, interest rates have to be raised. And the way that that works is the Federal Reserve is the one that lends the money to the banks that then lend the money to the consumers. If the Fed is not making any money, that's the money that goes into the system, then they've got to increase those and it's a trickle up effect and then trickles down to you in a negative standpoint. And the final indicator is an inversion in the federal rate. This actually is a little complex of a term, but when the inversion occurs, it means that your money to invest with the bonds that the federal government offers are actually gaining less interest as time goes on. So let's say they have a two-month bond that is paying 1% interest, but a 30-year bond is paying 0.5 interest. Well, which one as a consumer would you choose? That's the concept. So as we look at this chart here, you'll notice the lines in gray that come down the chart are indications of a recession. And each time that there has been an inversion other than two incidents in history, we're talking about uh, 1968 and 2018, you'll see the same thing, um, that it did not occur. But each other time, you'll see an inversion and then a recession and an inversion and then a recession and then an inversion, then a recession, and so forth and so on. And as you see to the current state in 2020, we're getting inverted again, guys. Um, and that being the case is an indicator of what is to come. What we're hearing out there that is being displayed as a market crash, a real estate market crash to be more specific, they are tying and comparing things to what took place in 2008. They are tying unemployment rates. And as you can see here from the uh, graphic that I have here, and you'll see businesses go bankrupt. In 2008, this was the case. Unemployment rates rise. Uh, in 2018, that was the case. And then the bottom, you see housing prices fall. People lose their homes. Now, one big, huge factor that we're not considering is the fact that real estate crashed due to something that we as lenders actually had control over. So I wanna ask, what causes a real estate crash? Number one, it's overpriced homes, right? Yes. Now, the second factor of this, I won't make you hold your breath, but foreclosures and short sales. Essentially, when mortgages go delinquent, that actually means that eventually foreclosures and short sales are going to begin, thus more properties becoming available to the market and flooding the market with properties that bring your property value down. Now, another big factor to this has to do with fraud. There were a god-awful amount of lenders that were issuing loans to people that simply did not qualify. Um, and that was going on for quite some time. And what 
you did not see plenty of is folks losing their primary residence. There were a ton of investment properties that were owned by individuals growing their portfolios. They did not qualify and were using the rent income to pay the mortgage and qualify for that. When the last recession took place, um, you had a god awful amount of properties that the renters could not pay the rent. Thus, we're not talking about big corporation. I'm talking about your average everyday consumer that is looking to uh, grow their portfolio, but unfortunately, we're not told by a lender that you didn't qualify. Uh, you don't have the reserves available. Um, you don't have the debt to income ratio available to be able to pay this mortgage if your tenants don't pay this mortgage. So in turn, when the tenants could not pay at that point in time, the homeowner or new investor then was forced to let that home go. Um, that was where a lot of the actual foreclosures and the mortgage meltdown in addition to the real estate value crash. That's not what we're going to see here in the coming months, guys. Um, we're currently seeing in our market and something that most are not talking about. And as you can see from these headlines, um, I pulled this a day ago. Mortgage delinquencies drop again. Mortgage delinquencies hit another historic low. Mortgage delinquencies drop again. This has to do with who is late on their current mortgage, which then predicts how many foreclosures there can potentially become. As we look at this, in 2021, we had 6.1% of Americans were 30 days past due on their mortgage. 2022, we've dropped to 3.8%. If we look at the amount of foreclosures, from 2021 to 2022, it was at 0.3 and now 0.2%. That there's the reason for that guys, and I get a little frustrated with this, but the reason for that is the last 10 years that I've been in the mortgage industry, we've had some pretty hefty regulations and pretty stringent qualification factors. We're not able to just check your pulse, get a credit score and get you in a house. That's a great thing in my opinion, and also shows how strong not only the borrowers are that are um, living in the home's current time period, but it also shows that during the pandemic, amidst everything that was going on, job loss, things of that nature, homeowners were finding a way to pay their mortgage, whether it was taking forbearance and moving those payments to the latter end of their mortgage um, term or modifying it to stay in your home and stay current on that mortgage. And I applaud you Americans for doing so. Um, but let's continue. So one additional factor that I want to bring to you guys is the fact that investors are taking a very large sum of the properties in our country at the moment. As market data shows, we were at about a 10% or less penetration of investors in our market for single family residents. Now we're looking upwards of about 25% uh, just in Texas that make up the buying market. That's outrageous. What it's telling me is that big banks are or big investors, I should say, and these are all under LLCs like your uh, Blackstone, BlackRock, under another entity, under another entity um, that own many different companies as a whole, but they are simply buying properties to make the American dream an impossibility to convert the American dream to now the American renter. <laughs> that being said, guys, I want uh, and hope 
that some of this is uh, making sense to you. In my final thoughts, I have taken the data, I've got my experience, and I've got the information that I seek out for Texas. Um, and I want to give you guys a prediction of this. Um, taking into consideration the inventory shortage, the historic values, um, the surplus of home buyers that are approved just sitting on the sidelines looking for properties and waiting for them to come available, um, the lowest mortgage default rate in the United States history, and rising and high interest rates. In my opinion, if you are shopping, looking, living, um, owning in the state of Texas, we're going to be all right. I believe that our rates will continue to rise for a little while because it has to combat the inflation um, and what's happening. But I do believe that inflation is rising at a pretty quick pace that is going to require the Fed to drop their rate again in turn, bringing mortgage rates back down at a certain point in the near future um, to combat the soon to be what I believe is going to be a recession. Um, so in order for you to prepare for that, guys, I say buy properties as fast as possible. Um, don't worry about paying points to buy down the interest rate for two reasons. One, I believe a recession's coming and when that happens, you've got interest rates that fall. You can refinance and that's an opportunity for you to keep that money in your pocket for the time being. In addition, you also don't know what the future holds. If you plan on moving in the most recent two to five years, um, you're not gonna get that money back that you just paid down to buy down your interest rate when you can simply pay more towards the principal and it does the same thing. I hope that you guys got a little bit out of uh, this quick guide for you to help you with your customers, to help you with your sellers, um, and helping you acquaint yourself with the market, the data, what's actually going on, and the truth, a real talk, a real market talk. I'm Mark Jones, your millennial mortgage expert, and uh, you guys make today count. <laughs> You're talking about money, right? Separate yourself <laughs> widely from the pack moving forward. Is that something that you would be willing to, to have a discussion about? Because they didn't get it. They, they probably like, didn't right. get it. Yeah. To follow up with your clients, to generate more leads. You know what I mean?